everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Tumbling Saber Podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. I'm Carlos. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, Corey. Back from vacation. Hey, How man. was it? Uh, it was nice, man. It was, uh, as always, you know, it's the cliche. It was obviously went by too quickly. I got another one coming up, uh, not too, too too far from now, but either way, man, I, I deserve this one. But yeah, it was fun, man. With the, just honestly, man, like, I work hard, you know what I mean? Like, no, yeah, we time deserve, off. We it sucks. The break too. It was great. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, it was nice. It was nice. Just to, I don't know. Yeah, that's it. Like, just chill with the family. Like, went up north. Plenty of adventures in the forest. You know, found all kinds of like this foraging. I found some uh, chanterelle mushrooms in the woods. It was crazy, man. Couldn't believe it. All a kinds bunch of raspberries. Of tick bites, pending Lyme no, disease. Man. No, no, we were pretty good. We were pretty lucky in that regard. You know, lots of fires, board games, drawing, word searches, you know, reading. Uh, we ate well, that so must good. Have been like, challenging. <laughs> I, dude, I, I was timing myself. I was getting them so quick. Wow, I bought I one from like the dollar store. You know what I mean? Over your holidays, reading. Ugh. Oh, it was with my son. But uh, oh, well, so, I mean, it's age appropriate fun, then. I mean, it's it's at it's at your level, right? Welcome back, Corey. Jeez. Yeah, man, the life. Yeah, it was good. Paddleboarding, food. Just, you know what the best part was? You know, like we're all still kind of somewhat in quarantine with the pandemic and all that. Like the what? So much fun. Like <laughs> just not like I, I, we didn't spend a cent really. Like we spent food and gas. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just good old fashioned fun. <laughs> All right, Mark Griswold. That was, was, was good, man. <laughs> good times, especially the the mushrooms, man. I couldn't believe it. I was looking it up online after those things go for like so. They're so expensive. Well, now you know why they're not easy to get. Uh, yeah, that yeah, was it was awesome. They were right on the property. I was like, wait a minute, Google it. I'm like, yes, 100. percent These are them. Had that with steak. It was good times that's brave man brave yeah, to was... trust google with the with your hallucinogen, hallucinogenic health no it was uh yeah it was undeniable and plus they they'd also told me like uh my my mother-in-law she basically said uh they had someone some contractor pass by the year prior and he had asked after i'd shown them like hey look what i found they're like like yeah some guy asked us if you could pick our mushrooms last year so yeah they were good the only mushrooms I'm interested in are the ones that grow on evaporators. Carlos, how's it going, man? <laughs> good, good. Really good. Yeah. Finally, uh, last step of the move is... Painting. Was it painting, Carlos? Oh, my God. Disaster. <laughs> painting Dude, in this humidity not... sucks. It, it's... Oh, no, no, no. There, there was no humidity. I have central air now. That works. Yeah. Moving on up. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I had to live through the installation, though. It was supposed to be done before I moved in, but uh, Corona delays. And uh, so, yeah, I had to um, move during a heat wave and then wait for them to install it and then have to come back to install because... I don't know. One of the guys had to leave early. That was so. What a butch job! <laughs> and then because of that, 
it took them an extra day to build the bulkhead to cover up the tubes. And then it was just a one construction delay after the other. And I was like, you know what? It could use a third uh, coat of uh, plaster, but uh, it's too late. I have a timeline and this needs to be done. Like my son needs his room. This is this is BS, you know? Absolutely. So uh, that's it. That's what I uh, ended up uh, finally this morning. I'm like, uh, that's it. I'm sanding down the plaster and I'm painting. And uh, so we did that. And then I had to uh, clean off the floors and the baseboards. And uh, so, yeah, I had to hustle, hustle. And I had a bunch of paint on me that normally I, I would have, you know, just done the podcast. But uh, I planned to go to bed right after, and there's no way I was going to shower at midnight knowing how long Corey's collecting update's going to probably be for two weeks. Oof. No. You're in for disappointment. Oh, oh no. Well, let's get into it then. I, I, Corey, I, Corey's let it slip. Oh, I spent no money. I'm Clark Griswold. It was an old-fashioned Christmas vacation. <laughs> Well, let's get to it. Corey, how was your week in Star Wars? Do you have any adventures to share? Any updates for the collecting? Now, Star Wars-wise, me and my, my, my son kind of played around in the forest up in the mountain. Kind of was like, it looked like Takodana for real. Like there was rocks and stuff everywhere. So we screwed around with like, just picked up a couple of sticks, had a few fake saber fights in the woods. But other than that, collecting-wise, man, yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty dead out there, to be honest. I mean, I haven't really been out again. I've been on online waiting for stuff to eventually come. We got some news of some stuff coming, which I think we're going to talk about shortly. But anyway, I, I did uh, sink my teeth into the Age of Apocalypse Apocalypse. I don't know if you saw that figure. Uh, yeah, nope. I briefly saw it, but I just I just walk right on by. I'm not that's ah, a sweet figure, man. Sweet figure. And I, I remember collecting that series. It was a big deal when it came out. Back in like 97 or 98. I, I did the whole lead up to it. And I think I, I still have the comic. So anyhow, yeah, I thought that was a cool figure. Need to get purchased. And other than that, uh, we got some awesome Clone Wars Black Series news. I don't know if you saw those figures, those four figures. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you weren't on social media much, I guess, eh? Uh, and more, well, anyway. Yeah, more than I'd like to. Uh, I was around. Oh, anyhow, that's all. All four of those figures are like almost must-haves, like right off the bat. Like two Mandos, especially the one. I don't know the name right, right off the top of my head there, but it's pretty much like in the image of Maul with the horns and the red. That figure is just sick. Well, I think there's. I think it's officially a Mandalorian Super Trooper or Super Commando. But fandoms sort of dub them Maldalorians. Maldalorians, yeah. That, that, anyway, it looks so cool. Like, again, must have. So they're, they're kind of killing it, man. Like, they got a lot of stuff coming in the pipeline. I don't know. Oh, it's distribution wise. We're going to be completely smashed with a volume of awesome stuff that's coming later this year, early 2021. It's going to be stupid. Especially with the, the delays from this year as well. It's going to kind of compound everything a bit, I would think. Yeah, st- I saw Yak Face post that the stuff starting to get in, into the, into Walmart system in the U.S., which means it's either it's getting input into Canada system as well, or soon will be. Uh, th- what the stuff coming is just oh God. 
God save us all. And Carlos, anything going on with you with Star Wars this past week, or was it all about the business of moving in? Um, I don't remember if I watched anything this week. I probably didn't. I I just got my internet uh, installed, the modem and the router on Thursday. Um, very very happy with that actually. Um, the installation went fairly quickly, and I'm getting blazing speeds, which is great. Um, but that, I think that's about it. I watched. Uh, oh, I watched a lot of episodes of The Office with my with my kids. <laughs> which it's, is it's fine. okay to say no Star Wars this week. It is okay to say I took a I took a vacation from Star Wars. No, I, but I, I I really don't remember. Like I I, I brought up uh, Mandalorian. Oh no no! See there you go. It just came. I watched uh, I watched um, Rebels. There you go. Yeah. There you go, I Carlos. I watched uh, three episodes of uh, beginning of season three. So okay. pretty good stuff. Pretty That's fun. My favorite season. I think. Oh yeah yeah. I think three's really my really good. Season. I definitely did. And for my collecting. Um, I picked up. I am inv inviting both you guys to go to our our uh, messenger chat to see what I just picked up. Uh, I I actually ordered them today. Oh, boop boop boop! boop. <laughs> Look who it is. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I got a uh, the new um, Star Wars Meundies <laughs> with uh, Baby Yoda on them. That's I awesome. had to. I, yeah, I saw I the ad. To. I got the email too, and I was like, "I gotta do it," but uh, no job. So, no, <laughs> it's, not, it's not. I can't. I can't uh, justify this one, guys. You know what? You know what sucks is that you look at the price and you're like, "Yeah, okay, I'll do it." And then it's like, "Okay, plus three bucks shipping." And then there's the currency exchange, and it's like twenty six bucks for a pair of boxers. Yeah, I know. It's a little, you know, but um... and knowing me, I'd keep them in package. I would just keep them no. mint in package, you know? Nah, you got to wear them, man. You <laughs> that wear that them. micro modal, modal is just so... Modal? <laughs> it's, it's, oh, no, they're so super cozy. comfy. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're great. And uh, look, since um, since I started buying MeUndies, that's all I've worn. Not even a joke. Well, in this type of heat, they're just so handy. Oh, they're, they're great. Even in the winter, they're great. They wick away moisture. Ew. And, um, <laughs> the, Disgusting. yeah, so, so I have like 10 pairs, but like, there's a couple that are like, Ooh, touch and go here. Like, uh, not, uh, you know, it's like four years now. I, I'm, I'm wearing MeUndies. So, uh, I have to start refreshing, uh, the collection a little collection. My, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> my underwear drawer. It's uh yeah, but they last long. I mean that's 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 a credit to the company. Like they they really make a good product. Oh yeah, the ones I have, I've had for years, and they show no signs of giving up the ghost anytime soon. Yeah, no, really, really good. And I like I said, I wear them uh, when I do wear underwear. I wear me undies. No, I wear them every day, and um, I work in them, and they're no, they're really they're really good. But you know, yeah, you still still need new ones from time to time. You know, absolutely. You got you got you got to treat the boys every now and then. Yeah, yeah. And why not? And why not with a little baby Yoda? 
why not? Um, for so me, it. yeah, that's... very quiet week. Uh, didn't leave the house really at all, aside from going for a walk, taking a bike ride. Did watch a bit bits of Solo <laughs> throughout the week, um, but that's it. It was a very Star Wars free week for me. Played a little bit of uh, Battlefront, some of the uh, Pod Racer game. I won Malastare, which was probably the highlight of my week at like <laughs> ten thirty p.m. on a Wednesday night. That was that was the high water mark for the week. Um, yeah, very very slow, but that's okay. You know, like I said, it, one of the, it's one of those weeks where you can just back away a little bit. I've always got the podcast to kind of look forward to, so I'm always sort of squirreling away notes and making little. Uh, notes for the podcast, stuff like that. So it, it's it's never far from the, the front of my mind, but in terms of binging and watching the movies over and over, that did not happen this week. Uh, but to bring it back to collecting, um, nothing for me at all. Um, but yeah, just to go back to those Black Series Clone Wars figures that are coming, the Ahsoka from Season 7 of Clone Wars, uh, a 332nd troop uh, trooper, uh, the Mandalorian Loyalist, and the Maldalorian they look incredible. Corey, like you were saying, I'm not sure how, not, I don't know how I'm going to lay off any of those, but really for me, the first cut is to get Ahsoka and get one of those troops. That's the Back first off, one. Kyle. Jesus. You're just going to have to stand outside the store, Corey. Wait your turn. Step aside. Absolutely not. Remember, I've got time to myself now. If I need to go looking for these stores to, to find Ahsoka and find this troop, I'll do it. I'll do it just to screw you. I'm going to demask you. <laughs> it's mandatory now, Corey. You're going to face a fine. I'm going to show everybody. I'm going to run away with him and be like, look at this guy. Get him out of here. Get him out of Get him out of my sight. That's not going to happen. I tell you that right now. <laughs> but, are Nothing you, uh, like a good unmasking. Well, that's what we like to say around here. You know, for I don't know if you pulled Star Wars fans about the whole mask thing. Now that it's it's mandatory in a lot of places or just really strongly recommended like i wonder i would really like to poll star wars fans and just to see what they feel about wearing masks because this is a franchise where the coolest characters wear masks and helmets you know i was talking about that with my <laughs> girlfriend today in the sense that you know i was like ah oh, like look at all, i want a cool mask you know like but they're like 20 bucks almost a pop and she was like well think about it man She's like, there's a good chance the way things are going, you might have to wear this thing for a year. And I was like, damn, you're right. Yeah, for she's sure. Like, so she's like, invest in a few, you know. Like I saw like a Wicked Guy Fox one or like some ones from Akira, the movie. And there's all kinds of cool ones, man. And like even with my cool black one, I feel like almost sometimes I'm like suiting up like before I go into the IGA. Like I'm like a – I almost feel like a cobra, one of those henchmen, you know, with the black masks. <laughs> Yeah. But, I mean, that's <laughs> the like, game you can play with yourself. Because so many yeah, people, that's oh, it, you right? can, I'm not going to wear a mask. Spin and, it, man. Whether it's you th and I think it's a lot of it is some sort of beyond, like, it's my right to not wear a mask. Get out of here. I think a lot of people, it's like, I'm weak if I wear a mask. No, you're not. You look like Cobra. You look like a Star Wars character. Put it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. We got to get cool masks. Be cool. Oh, or. Given the choice, I I'm bet surprised you, you didn't get that one yet, Carlos. No, uh, I have you, just a regular plain navy blue mask. Whatever works, you know, just put a sock over your head. Whatever, whatever you got to do, you know, keep keep your COVID to yourself. But um, 
given give Star Wars fans a choice. Hey, in public, you can wear this little tiny mask. You know, the same thing that doctors or hygienists wear. That makes me look weak. Or here, put this black series Kylo Ren helmet on. That will keep your shit inside. (laughs) What do you think Star Wars fans would wear? The surgical mask? Well, I would hope so. I mean, it's going to get real hot under that helmet. And you look like a tool (laughs) wearing your Birkenstocks, black socks, and a Kylo Ren helmet. You know? You're going to look like a moron. Apologies to Birkenstock wearers. I just want to say that um, given uh, where we are as a society, there are morons everywhere. So it doesn't really make a difference. You know what I mean? Like, if you look like a moron... Uh, some some people think that people who wear masks look like morons. So, you know, I, I saw a video today. Like, I can't stop. Uh, I can't stop watching. Are you talking about the, the Tim Hortons thing? No, it was, oh. it was another one. In the, in, I saw that one though. <laughs> it was another one in the states where, but the title was the first title they clicked on was like something like, "Okay, watch this crazy woman." But when you watch the video, it's like brave woman harassed for not wearing a mask, and like everyone's on. Everyone in the store is like on top of this woman, like management, and she is like just so self entitled, so just ignorant, man. Just being like, I'm calling the police. And the manager's like, you know what? I'm going to call the police. And she's like, you don't know legislation. And blah, 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 blah. He's like, it's mandatory to wear a mask. He's like, no shirt, no shoes, no mask, no service. And she was just like, I'm going to sue you. <laughs> I'm, I can't stop watching this stuff. And it, but it's so sad. It makes me weep inside for our race. It's the Karens, huh? They're out of control. Yeah, that's racist too now, Carlos. Sure. <laughs> well, it's only, racist, a, it's only racist if you follow those rules. There was that uh, tubby buddy boy over at Tim Hortons looking to get his uh, 12-pack of donuts without a mask. And he uh, was... Timbits. Uh, <laughs> I want my Timbits. Did he say that? If you... I don't know. If you no, ask he, no, someone, that, 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 if, that's if a Boston cream one, guy. He's a Boston creamer for sure. If someone's not wearing one and your like management is there saying, you know, put one on, if they're served, then whatever the company's failed. No, they get and fined. Like, yeah, now they get fined. That's the true. fines are huge. If they get caught. The fine, well, the fines can be huge. As they should be. Yes. And the, 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 it's it their their job is we can't serve you if you're not wearing a mask. You can't come in here if you're not wearing a mask. If you do, we call the police. That's the legislation. And yeah, and, and of course, there's there's all kinds of stuff about police brutality, and that must be addressed in this world. But I I kind of felt I felt no pity for this guy as as two cops took him to the ground and pepper sprayed him. Like, there's a not difference. only that, that's, that's, it, that's it, was, saying, it was it was it was it was his wife, there. right? His his girlfriend yeah, she, was was filming it, and she's and like, antagonizing him. Is it really necessary? All this for a mask? All this for a mask? Yes, yeah, <laughs> so put it on. All this for a mask? <laughs> and she's coughing. Like yeah. you're proving the point of why you should be wearing a mask. You, oh, you idiot! Yeah, it's so idiot. Ignorant, man. Yeah, all this for a mask. So just put it on. Yeah, but just it, like oh, again, the people that business. are in these videos, like pulling out their phone and stuff, like putting showing resistance once management or someone steps in and it's like, hey, can you please put in a mask or leave? It's like they want that shit show. Eh? You want to encroach on my freedoms and liberties? Yeah, the guy was so tough in his white socks and his Crocs. What a douche. 
What a douchebag. Yeah, come like, talk seriously? to me about your freedoms when you are when you have a tube down your throat and you're in a coma. Oh, yeah. Anyway, the, anyway we're yeah. going to be here all night just ranting and raging about this stuff because COVID won't go away and it's not going to go away as long as people keep acting stupid. So anyway, um, yeah, Corey, back to these Black Series figures. Are you going <laughs> to do, are you doing all four of these? I'm going to try. Damn, I'll try. That's for sure. I might have to switch it up. Uh, you know, Northman collectibles kind of let me down. Kind of nervous about getting stuff off Amazon sometimes. Yeesh. Might have to take a different route. I don't know. We'll see. There's some local guys. But, you uh, can talk to them for sure. Yeah, definitely. We've made some uh, connections as of late. So yeah, yeah for sure. Definitely going to talk to some local guys. But uh, I'd like to get out there too. I mean, there's nothing like a good hunt, you know, a good successful hunt. But uh, yeah, not gonna. Not gonna. Yeah, man, I, that Ahsoka looks like a must for me, even though I've got an Ahsoka Black Series already, but this one looks so good. So, so good. My, I showed my daughter the picture and she's like, I need one so badly. Like, Yeah, you probably do. So I'm thinking I might have to get at least two of these. Maybe a third. I might want to unbox one for myself and, and keep one in package. Ahsoka herself is going to bankrupt me, but man, how cool would it be to build out a little platoon of 332nd troops with Ahsoka at the helm? Yeah, that'd be sweet. That'd be rad. Holy cow. And just, again, accessibility, uh, distribution, like when they're going to be released. These these are all things that really kind of stress me out when, when it comes to these these things as of late. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No coordination. It's, it's, it's all a mess right now. Like, I, I should have Plo Koon and Kit Fisto that's, by now. Yeah, you know but that's, I mean? that's been – like nobody has that. No, but still, I should have mine. Oh, Yes. Talk about self-entitled, Corey. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> hopping into the news. The, the news this week is sort of a, a melange, a mixture, if you will, of things we've spoken about fairly recently, but with uh, a little more oomph to it. So, but I, I don't want to dwell on any one story for too long, um, but we'll start with the Anakin rumor resurfacing. So uh, LRM Online, they had that rumor a few weeks ago about Hayden Christensen being in the Kenobi series, and I didn't give it much credence then. I didn't know this, these guys. I didn't know their track record. Um, but we, I mean, we talked about the idea of it without necessarily referencing the rumor. But uh, these guys are back. They're doubling down on their first report by saying Hayden Christensen has signed on for the Kenobi series, and it's a big role. Now, I can respect when somebody doubles down on a take, on a scoop, and they, they're putting themselves out there on the line. Carlos, how do you feel about the headline, the rumor, the report, all this stuff about it's it's he's in, Hayden is in, and it's a big role. I'm kind of weary, not weary, but I'm 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 worried that like is it what are they gonna do? Yeah. Like what what is is it gonna be like tons of flashbacks? Are we gonna see uh, you know, that business on Cato Nemoidia, like, is there, <laughs> like, what, where are we going? Because it, it almost definitely has to be flashback material. I got it. I, yes, I'm right there with you. It's gotta be for me. And I, I look at the word when they, they call it a big role. And I think you can play with that word a little bit, depending on what you want, <laughs> but I think in this, it could have two meanings, two different meanings. It could be a big role as in he's in it a lot, which hopefully means flashbacks, several flashbacks, or it could be big as in huge he, turning point. Yeah. He's, he's part of important parts of the movie. 
So it's, it could be either one of those things. Um, I think they, they pretty much state straight up that it's not a cameo role. And it does mean like a regular reoccurring character. Hey, Corey, why don't you get in front of your mic there? I'm here. Oh, you, you're, kind of, you're kind of drifting off there. But yeah, no, it's, it's more than a reoccurring role. It's, it, he's, he's part of the fabric of this show in a big way. It's scary. It is, it is a little bit scary. I'm, I am a little bit concerned. I trust them. Uh, you know, I trust almost everybody who's involved with this to do the right thing and to produce something that will be meaningful to the story and to the characters. But yeah, it's a bit scary. I don't want them to go tinkering with things that have been sitting in a new hope for 42 years happy without having to... With, you know, There's no reason to go and, and make Vader and, and Kenobi meet during that stretch. There's no reason to do that. And even even at that, meet through the Force. There's there's no need for them to realize. To con- yeah, there's there's no reason for those two to connect in any way. Yeah, agree. And and, and look, you, I guess we got to be open to the possibility that they show us a reason, and we go, oh, that's actually pretty cool. But you know, I think I think I I, I was thinking right before the show, like, what's another alternate reason for him? Like you you just stated, Kyle, like regular recurring possible cameo not a cameo but like more than that flashbacks would work but i think after like thinking about a little longer like the classic star wars sideswipe to that could be maybe even you know we've talked about uh, obi-wan's like downward spiral down the rabbit hole possibly and you know being in a dark place maybe it could be anakin as his like subconscious, you know, or his guilty conscience talking to him like snarky Anakin, like this is what I would have done, blah, 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 you know, like, like talking to him, like, or like maybe it's all voiceover work, you know, but it could be like, Obi-Wan just hears voices in his head the whole time. Yeah. It could be like a a psychological thing. Could be. Yeah. I I mean, for me, part of it is Obi-Wan having, dreams nightmares visions of of his past and maybe it's we'll we'll get the sort of inverse of those from vader's point of view as he's thinking about his past you know be cool if they actually did full-on reenactments of actual clone war stuff yeah i mean i guess it would be cool to see in a one-off but i don't want i wouldn't want to keep revisiting the same old stuff put your energy into something new I get it though. I mean, yes. I guess I guess I would probably would have like a little, little nerdgasm if if you know, you see some Battle of Christophsis stuff, but put it to live action. I'd be oh look at this, look how cool this is. But yeah, I mean, I was saying a couple weeks back that if you're gonna throw Hayden in the suit just to say you have Hayden back, then you don't really need him. But then in, in the Facebook That's group, <clears throat> like Nathan made a good point in our chat, in the Facebook group saying saying that. If if you can get the chemistry between McGregor and Christensen, then you do need him in the suit. And I think that's very valid, but then it means putting those two characters in the same physical place together. And like like we were just saying, like that's the thing that gives me pause. Putting those two characters in the flesh, in the same spot in the show, yeah, it scares me a little bit. Yeah, anyway. I don't know. I'm not really down with that, but again... Like I'm, I'm with you guys. Well, with you, Kyle. well, both of you, whatever. Like I have full faith in the story group, to be honest. Like I, I, I do get skeptical about the show, though. You know what I mean? Like I, I, Deborah Chow has talked about the Empire being involved, and now I don't mind them being like a background secondary threat, 
kind of, but I don't want them to directly know, like, and like saying, like, here's, have you seen this man? You know what I mean? Like, granted, they do know Obi-Wan lived, Mm -hmm. but if they're on Tatooine looking for him, and they're like, have you seen Obi-Wan Kenobi? No, but we know this guy, Ben Kenobi. Like, that's another kid named Skywalker, you know what I mean? Like, it can't it can't go down like that. Like, I would like them to be a secondary threat. Like, obviously, he has no identification. They could be there. Like, it's a they're a big presence in the galaxy at this point, the Empire. So, it'd be cool to see them and him be afraid of them. But I don't want it to be a central theme where they're it's like Empire versus Obi Wan. You know what I mean? But I don't think supposedly Jeb. Like when you think about to, I know a New Hope and how the Empire comes right out of the opening crawl, swooping over Tatooine. If they went, if the Kenobi series takes us back to Tatooine with the Empire, possibly Vader there as well. Like, at, at some point, it just becomes a bit of a joke where it's like, okay, so the Kenobi series brings us to Tatooine. They're hunting for Kenobi. They've tracked him there. They they don't get him, obviously, and then they go back there in A New Hope, and it's like. Vader doesn't go down to the planet. He just sends somebody to check it out personally. You know, like, you go do it. It, w- it would seem like a bit of a, a, a joke to me, so... I, I don't think they'll do it. Anyway, one thing that stood out to me in this report, I think it's worth talking about just a little bit, uh, quote, but the growing love of the prequel trilogy and the popularity of the Clone Wars, the role of Anakin has become a bigger part of the Kenobi storyline. So, I mean, this is that's where the rubber hits the road. Is is this the reason for those rewrites that we heard so much about earlier this year? Mm. And and how do you feel about Lucasfilm shifting the story to accommodate a character based on popularity, Carlos? Um, it's it's not canon until it's released, right? So it's not done until it's done. Uh, I I have no issues with them going back and rewriting something to make it better. But if you're going back to rewrite something just to appease a certain type of fan and the story suffers for it, then you made a mistake. Now, obviously, we can't judge that right now because we don't know what the original idea was before they went to do some of those rewrites. Um, I'm going to echo what Corey said. I do have faith in the story group. And if, let's say they had a plan, okay? Call it plan A. And somebody had a dream. And they woke up in the middle of the night and they jotted down these crazy ideas that no one's ever thought of before. And really, let's say, linked... um, Obi-Wan dropping off Luke to Obi-Wan defeating Maul, right? So there's like a 12-year gap there. Is it 12 years? Uh, from four, from 19, Revenge of the like Sith 50, until A New Hope? It, it, until... Uh, um, Twin Sun to me. Ma- yeah, until... Tw- uh, exactly, until Maul is killed. Uh, it's, yeah, it's like... 15, 15 16 years. years, something like that. Yeah. So if that guy or 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 girl walks into the the meeting the next day when they're on episode four, 
and says, I thought of something. And looks at her notes and starts talking about what the dream was and everybody's jaws on the floor. Then yeah, it makes total sense that they're gonna they're rewrite the whole series, <laughs> right? Like I mean, if 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 somebody comes up with something that's just like earth shattering, even though you start, you're not gonna say, oh well, we uh, we already wrote the first four episodes. Uh, it's kind of too late now. It's never too late. It's only too late until the public's seen it. Yeah, I mean, there's timelines to follow. They need to get, you know, scripts done so they can go shoot them and get sets built and yada, yada, yada. But until those deadlines erupt or get broken, you can do whatever you want. And, and so let's, it's provided let's egos don't get in the way as well. Let, let's say, okay, so it's we're talking six episodes, right? In, in theory, that's what we've been told? Something like that, yeah. Okay, so let's say... They write episode one, two, and three, okay? And they're on episode four, and somebody comes in uh, and says, oh, my God, I have this amazing idea. Now, let's say it took them three weeks per episode to write, the, uh, like, each episode. So you're, like, maybe two months of work that you're going to have to go back and do. And if that delays the whole project by two and a half months, are you okay with it? If it's going to make the whole story better, if it's going to make the series better, if it's going to make Star Wars canon better. I think fans will always say, yeah, if it makes it better, I'll wait longer. Nah, there's a subsect of fans that are going to be, are going to take the, the, the delay as oh yeah i know oh, i know what you mean like it's a disaster they don't know what they're doing they don't know what they're doing okay but this is storytelling highly iterative like, you know and th- that this is my only issue with the the story but it's also group. a business man like y- y- you seem really optimistic in that regard like like the way it's worded in this article gives me a bit of worry in, in the way kyle worded the question in that i could maybe originally they did have anakin in a small role and then the execs were like you know what he's hot right now he's so hot right now <laughs> like I, we won't he need he needs to be in there more like you guys need to figure this out but he needs to be in there more because our reasons. Fo- yeah our focus group yeah. says that uh, blah, 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 market research like i hope it's yeah. not and that it, but is that what either. is that what was said yeah well no it's it's maybe implied that that might be why but i don't you think you think you think maybe when the quote was attributed, you think that um, they weren't going to give the real reason and they're just going to give you like a canned answer? Oh, they don't know. We don't even know that the show's like happening. You know what I mean? But like the, the scenario you're describing about this dream and whatnot seems like the absolute best case scenario to rewrite something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't necessarily – I wouldn't say the the ratios – I would think it's more an executive producer kind of like saying, you know, this is going to make our, our our money lenders much more happy mm. in the long run. I mean, it's, easy to, it's easy to go there. It's, I think it is easy to go there and say, yeah, um, you know what? Again, like I just said, our, our, our market research indicates that uh, there's a lot of prequel love right now. And, uh, well, uh, Hayden Christensen's willing to come back and we should put an Anakin Skywalker in there. And, uh, 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 and 
that's you know that's the icky part of working with Disney that you know I could that, make... that's what the the shitbirds really love to point out right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the thing is is that when you watch Disney Gallery the Mandalorian do you get the feeling at all nope that 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 that's how they're running their business. No, and you know, uh, one thing I keep going back to is, um, I think one thing that kind of lends credence to the fact that Disney is le- trusting Lucasfilm with this stuff is when it came to the reveal of the child, they could have capitalized and made a killing on Christmas time holiday merchandise of Baby Yoda. And they didn't. They left that money on the table. And you can hear me repeat that again later this week. But they left that money on the table to preserve the surprise yep. in the show itself. So I, they do have the ability to say, you know, we have good storytellers. Let the story be what it wants to be. And, but it, it, it could also, you can't put it past a, a, a company like Disney to pull a stunt like that but i don't i don't want to go because look the last jedi had rewrites you know they had they had an opportunity to do rewrites and the from from all reports the those rewrites were to focus more on ray finn and poe because they were so well received in the force awakens people loved these characters that i think ryan's original script didn't have as much focus on them so he, Mm -hmm. he tweaked his script to include them more so you could do, and that, that worked out pretty well. And we'll be none the wiser on what the original script was. And and again, like it, it, you could go down that path of saying, well, uh, the, the, fo- the focus market research says that the, the new characters are testing quite well. So, you know, they could release the original Johnson cut. Oh, Jesus. Don't start. But you know what I mean? Like that you could go there and say that this, this is what's happened here. The, the, the executives got a hold of Ryan's, script and they said well there's not uh, not enough of these new characters who are doing really well and he had to go and fix that or he could have made that change on his own but it, the point is it in this in that case it doesn't matter because it turned out well everybody well <laughs> i don't say everybody was happy but <laughs> by for, for you know it was accepted enough that it did very very well <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that uh so these i mean these types of rewrites can be done for the right reasons where we get, we have a great idea, but it also could be because somebody wants, uh, has, has an ulterior motive to doing it. But yeah, I mean, I just, I just don't get the, that's the, the, I don't get the feeling that that's the way they, they run their business. I really don't. And some people are, are never going to give them credit for anything. So, uh, I, I don't know why I would try to use their logic to try to what when when everything I've seen tells me that the creatives are in control. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, then, then you get, you, maybe. get um, you know, you get the narrative that Rose was written out of Rise of Skywalker to appease the fandom menace. No, I don't think that I don't think and she wasn't really written out like I mean, she was, yeah, okay, she was sidelined she, big time. Okay, compared to yeah, but she also wasn't in the Force Awakens. No, like, yeah, she was a new character, and and you know she had whatever minutes of screen time, and then in the next movie, eh, afterthought. 
Okay, but she was also Leia's right hand man. Like I don't know. I I I don't I don't have a big issue with the rose thing. Like I I kind of I, I let that simmer in the back of my mind and and I try to like um you know like see if if there was anything to that and I don't really feel there was honestly. I don't feel there was. I I watched the Rise of Skywalker uh not this last week but the 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 week before and. Um, I, I didn't get the feeling that she was sidelined. Like she, she's uh, Finn tells her to get on the get on the transport when they're 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 trying to take down the star destroyer. Like they could have easily not had her there. Like she 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 appeared on screen like five six times. How much more do you need? Like you didn't see Lando that much in in uh, Return of the uh, Return of the Jedi. No, I, th- like, yeah, I think she ended up getting, I think she had like a minute 11 screen time in the movie. And like when, when I think we discussed when, when we talked about Rose being in Rise of Skywalker the first time. My take at the time was that she's not going to be in it a lot. Like, I really don't think she will be. She served a very specific purpose to Finn's character development in The Last Jedi. And JJ is going to have this character on his hand and not know what to do with her. So that's why I thought she wasn't going to be in it. And so, and, and I might, maybe I'm right. Or maybe there's a possibility that she, you know, they, they recognized that she was a, a lightning rod character for reasons that I will never understand. And they just said, okay, well, we'll stick her with Leia. That's a cool thing to do. I mean, if Leia trusts her, then we should trust her too. And anyway, I don't want to go down that road, but there are times when you can make a case for tampering and other times where you just go, it is what it is. I, I just don't think there's any there there. That's just my my. Um, I mean, she's in a leadership position. She's close to the the the, the most beloved character. Like I don't know. I, anyways, j- just to say that I, I don't I don't feel that that's the way they they don't care about Star Wars theory on YouTube. They don't care. They honestly could not care less about that type of fandom. I really don't think they 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 uh, create stories to make those people happy. They don't. I I tend to agree. And I I just and it's more because I want that desperately to be the case. Yeah, no, maybe there is some wishful thinking behind it, but like if, if they really wanted to make those people happy, they would have Oh, there's so much more they could have done. Yeah, if they to exactly. Make people like, truly happy. Really, is that like you're gonna you're gonna point the finger to say that oh she was on screen for uh, a minute eleven instead of uh, for something that let's say Lando got in in Return of Return of the Jedi. You know, I, I don't know. It's just it's just picking at stuff just to try to like discredit the the head of Lucasfilm and it's stupid. And I, I, uh, nothing I've seen, obviously it's packaged the Disney gallery thing, the Mandalorian it's packaged as a promotional tool for the show. So they're not going to show like, you know, meddling from executives, but when you listen to the directors and the creators, you don't get that vibe at all. Definitely not. And at some point you would think that that would, that would seep out 
just in the vibes, but you don't, I don't get that in the vibes at all, especially on the, on the Disney plus side so far, everything yeah. just seems to be completely uh, creator driven. Anyway, that, that's a good sign. Um, we'll see what happens with Hayden Christensen. Um, I, I hope it means visions and flashbacks and not, not necessarily getting these two together, but open minds, everybody. Uh, next up, Alden Ehrenreich. He was doing the rounds this week, promoting something or other. I don't know. But he had an interview in Esquire. Um, and he was also a guest on the Happy Side Confused podcast. And with Esquire, he said that he'd heard rumors about potential follow-ups to the solo movie. He said, quote, I've heard some stuff, but nothing concrete. And hmm. this to me just says that there's some semi-solid ideas at Lucasfilm floating around about where to go next. But nothing they're ready to commit to, publicly or privately. But it just it just says that, yeah, we're thinking about it. There's some ideas on the table, but we got they got a lot of stuff in in the in the hopper right now, and maybe this just isn't a priority at the moment. But what do you think, Carlos? No, I, I to me it just look. He signed a three movie deal, right? So Did he, is that do we know that? I think it was confirmed that he did sign for three movies, but okay. I think they do that for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Carlos thinks Kyle, it's confirmed. No, I I do remember there, at some point there was chatter about he signed a three picture deal, which you know fuels all kinds of rumors about oh yeah a trilogy or he's going to show up in other Star Wars stuff. My for me, if he signed if he signed a contract with Disney, he could put it being Mary Poppins three, and that would yeah exactly <laughs> count toward his contract. No, for sure. So, so there, but, but at the, at the same time, um, he could have said, nope, there's, there's nothing. It could have been easy just to say, no, no, nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, but he didn't have to say, I heard this, I heard that. Like, you know, he said, he said all he needed to say in order to, Give us the, the I don't, I don't want to say confirmation, but just sort of a wink that, yeah, guys, there's this isn't dead. Well, to me, it just he's just an actor, you know, he wants to be positive about his career. Like the fact that he's openly speaking about it to me means there's no plans. And he's almost kind of get trying to prime the wheels. You know what I mean? You get the thing going again. Like he was a fan of the make solo two happen movement. Was he like? Yeah, he said it in that article. It was written that so like the oh, fans yeah, yeah, like, supports. Yeah. yeah, as an actor, you'd be you, you, it would be stupid to like crap yeah. on your job security. Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the movie got chewed up a bit at the box office, granted, but it was fun and it left so many doors open. There's so much story left to be told. We all talked about that endless endlessly, but. Like you said, well, Carlos, like his career. Think about the the experience they may have had making that movie, which was basically completely redone. And I don't know that he had the best experience. He had, you know, there was all those nasty rumors about him with with having, he was so bad. They needed a coach on set to get him through. I don't know that it was maybe the best experience for him. So maybe he's just like, look, I did it. I'm done. I I doubt it, man. Like, I mean, we tend to think that lifetime, like, like Star Wars is a game changer, man. And to play the role of Han Solo as an actor, like, yeah, I think he would want to do it time a, and time again. That might be a blessing and a curse. And, and we hear it time and time again that you know, we fans think, well, if, if I was in Star Wars, it would be like the, the best thing ever. I would never want to do anything else. 
a lot of these actors, it's a job. They took a job, it put them on the map, it made them some money and made them a name. But look at John Boyega. He's like, he's he's done. Oscar Isaac, I'm done. So many of these guys are just like, yeah. Uh, and, and you know, not having seen Mandalorian, what is that? I don't like Aaron Reich said in one of the interviews that I haven't I, doesn't even know what it is. Like they're they don't care. It's 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 a gig, and it's hard for us as fans to process. What do you mean you're not invested in it like I am? They're not. They're given a script and then go be that character. Okay, and then they go home. So I, I don't know really what to make of it other than, yeah, he's heard some things and maybe maybe he'll have to clear some time on his schedule in the future for for solo again. But I don't think he's praying at the you know sitting kneeling bedside every night that that it's going to happen i think well, i think what, 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 what it is what, and if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't he's going to have a lot of other jobs to do what i took away is what carlos said earlier like maybe he did sign a contract of three movies or whatever but i think it's evident and what he's trying to say is you know there was a lot of uh negativity surrounding the movie and it didn't do well but there was a plan to tell further stories which seems to be in limbo. Like, I don't think he knows anything. He might not. But who, who knows? And anyway, so he then he went on the Happy Side Confused podcast, and he said, quote, um, about, about being in Solo again, I would. It would have to be the right version of it. What's cool and kind of free in a way is the real fun of Han Solo. My favorite part of that character is something that kicks in at the end of the movie. You know, it's when he becomes that guy at the end. That's the guy we love. So getting to that and kind of going from there is interesting, so we'll see. But I think now they're being so inventive with how they're using Star Wars and putting out stories in a different way that maybe I could see some out-of-the-box interesting iteration of it somewhere. We'll see. Who knows? End quote. And that, to me, is just a super long-winded way of saying Disney+. Plus. <laughs> that, to me, is just... That, that's exactly what I read, that... They're, they're already thinking about maybe a, a Disney Plus series as a follow-up to that, and that's always been my preference. So again, there could be some confirmation bias in me reading that comment. Uh, but really, it, it, it applies to Solo or any of the characters or potential side stories stemming from Solo. Like To me, like following up this movie isn't necessarily about Han Solo himself. It was just about picking up a thread from whether it's Kira's perspective or Enfys Ness perspective and just following that to somewhere. You know, I, I don't necessarily need more Han Solo and the Mando that show has changed so much for me and how I want to consume star Wars. Like I'm always going to love, like I'm sure you guys are always going to love the theater experience. And, but I want those to be giant event films. Like, and I like, but, and I prefer the, the longer form story and the slower burn that we get on a Disney Plus thing than what a two-hour movie can give us. So, Carlos, what's yeah, your take? Yeah, that might change too, though. Like, Hey, shut up. That... I'm asking Carlos. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, what did you want? Finish the question? It was interrupted. I couldn't hear the question. So, I mean, just Aaron Reich's comment about Star Wars being inventive with how they're using... Uh, Lucasfilm being inventive with how they're using Star Wars and the property and put, the way they're putting out stories today. I thought it's Disney Plus. I thought he was re referencing Disney Plus. How do you take his comment? 
I don't, I don't, I think it's just like canned answers. He has, he doesn't know. I don't, I don't think he knows. I, I would personally, I, I don't mind the, the Mandalorian really helped to sell that whole thing. So it could, it could work. I personally loved watching Solo in the theater. I don't know what it was. There was just something that I really enjoyed about that experience. Like it was a summer movie. It, I I don't know. It just, it it made me happy to, to be in the theater to watch that movie. And I would be okay with, um, not the Kessel Run, but like whatever, Solo 2, whatever it may be, you know, Rise of the Huts or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it could, it, I would definitely be involved or not involved, but I'll definitely go watch it. I, I would love to see it in the theater if it's another one of these smash bang uh, chase movies. There is something to be said for a Star Wars movie that just lets you put your feet up for a couple hours and watch an action movie. Because, I mean, that yep. to me is what Solo is. It's just a heist movie. It's an action flick. It it peels back some of the layers to Han Solo and shows us how the, how the sausage got made with that character. But by and large, I mean, I don't know that it's a very nuanced or, or deep film in any way. It's just fun. And that's there's value yeah, no. in that for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's for no. It's definitely not. You're you're not going there to like um, you know expand the lore of the force. It's really not about that. Uh, but but it's fun, and that's for me going to the movies. That's what I, I want to have fun. Yeah, I think I think one thing one thing we got to take into consideration as well is that. The Mandalorian is the first show that came out on Disney Plus. The day it came out, there was kind of a lot of a hoopla surrounding that. And, you know, that's going to bring back major nostalgia. The show itself is absolutely extraordinary. You know what I mean? So to to match that with the next show might not happen. If we get more and more stories on Disney Plus... Like, can they really keep firing at at the the caliber that the Mandalorian is? You know what I mean? Like, yes, they will all probably be good shows that we're going to obviously consume and whatnot. But the Mandalorian is just top notch to me, and it's going to be hard to knock off the top of that mountain. Well, I mean, they've got another season coming real soon, and season three is reportedly already being worked on, so it's got a, a great head start, and it's it's you know. This show is going to mean a lot to a lot of people for a long time, I think, as being the, the, the first of its kind on this service and just being so good. Um, it's, it's going to be a tough act to follow for any of these series, be it yeah, Kenobi exactly. or any potential solo series. But again, it, it is sort of their first go at it. And you would think that, you know, they'll get better. You hope they get better, which is, you know, the, the bar is high. But we can always hope that they'll do even better. Like I can't imagine at any point we're going to go. That series sucked. You know what? And there's there's a part of me that thinks that 
they're going to double down and say Solo should have done better in the movie theater and we're going to give it another shot. Like, I don't see them saying this doesn't belong on the big screen. No, I, yeah, you're right. And uh, how many people, you see it every day where someone comes out on Twitter and says, ah, I, I was stubborn. I didn't go see this movie in theater at the time. I just watched it on Disney plus. It was awesome. It was such a fun movie. I'm such How a dummy said, for not going. I regret it. I regret not going to the theater mm-hmm. to see this movie. Like so many, right? Like people were spiteful and and jerks about not going. We didn't ask for this movie. The Last Jedi ruined Star Wars. Blah, blah, blah. Well, look, look what you missed out on, jackass. <laughs> you know. So that, yeah, they, maybe they maybe they go back to it and say, you know what, this movie did do well, or this movie is worth your time in the theater. Who knows? I don't know what's left to tell about Han Solo other other than this is just him getting into more trouble. Yeah. Which is That's I mean, great. Fine. That's fine. Again, put your feet up and enjoy that. That's what Han Solo does. But and but I think the the big moments of Han's life were covered in this movie. So I'm I'm I'd be a little bit afraid that this movie that a sequel movie could be a shell of the first one. Albeit with great action scenes and whatnot, and still makes it a fine movie. Well, so Aaron Reich says that at the same time, though, like by the end of this film, it's the transition of what we see Han become by the end, and that was the character he was looking forward to portraying was the real Han Solo, you know, the jaded one. Mm-hmm. Yep, I mean, there and is he a, grew there... into his smuggler's boots. Like that's, I think that's where he's the most fun to play. Yeah, there should be a little bridge between the jaded guy, or the, the the optimistic Han, the jaded guy who maybe is just born at the end of Solo, even though like he he last thing we see of him is he's as happy as a pig in shit. He's won the Falcon. He's he's a new man. He's minus Kira, and that's sort of where he a little bit of that jaded, cynical nature comes from. You know, the mistrust issues come for him. There's stuff they could do, for sure. But then on the Disney Plus side, a sh- like a, an underworld show featuring Maul and Kira, the Black Sun, the Pikes, all those people, that is tailor-made stuff for, for like a, a series. That I would kill to see in a series. Even Enfys Nest, where does she go? How does she rip off the Empire? What does she do? What is her gang up to? How are they building the rebellion on the side? That yeah, to me yeah. is also tailor made for Disney Plus. Like Han Solo for sure. Yeah. Having gone through this chat now, I Han Solo himself, his capers should be on the big screen. But I think the other potential stories, be it Emphis Nest or uh, Crimson Dawn. Crimson Dawn, thank you. That that to me is Disney Plus all over. All over it. Yeah, I th- I- I think you'd be hard pressed. Like, obviously I think they would want Lando in it as well. Mm-hmm. They can kind of make it work in the story, but yeah, I think they'd be hard pressed to, to get the Donald Glover on Disney plus. They might have to prop promise him a role in like Mary Poppins three. Like you're saying, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, Donald Glover, you know, as, as huge a name as he is, I, I think he's, he's a huge star Wars fan. Like he's, he's one of those people that, has been a, a lifelong fan. He's got a, a, there's a high school photo of him from his yearbook and he's wearing uh, a, a, a Star Wars shirt. I think it's a prequel kind of shirt. 
So he's he's been a fan for a long, long time. I think you could get him to do it. A movie or a Disney Plus series as Lando. I think he'd jump on board for either. No, money talks. Even if it's on the ser- if it's on the the streaming service, like if you, if he's gonna get paid, you know, it's not uh, like yeah. they're. That, Look at the that budget. applies to everybody, whether it's the Oscar Isaacs and, and John Boyegas who have said, I'm out, I'm done. You back up the money truck and they go, oh, actually, on second thought, hmm, I do need that house. Yeah. <laughs> money does talk. Everybody's got their price. They, you can get people to do it. If, if you have a strong story and you put enough zeros on the paycheck, they'll do it. Yeah, I, I think that uh, seriously, if you look at the budget for The Mandalorian, what was it like? Eight to ten million, million per episode. Yeah, come on. <laughs> it's not just for bits and bobs. Like there's there's salaries there, like yes. actor salaries. Yep. You know, you're talking about a uh, hundred grand, uh, two fifty an episode, depending on 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 the actor. And, yeah, and this is might... very early for Disney Plus too. Like once once they really start raking in the revenue from this service and it starts being a little more self sufficient, like they expect to lose money on this thing for the first couple of years. Or I think the, they initially said it wouldn't be until 2025 until the service starts turning a profit because of the upfront in, uh, investments that they have to make. It's doing better than expected in terms of su- subscribers. So maybe it's going to be two or three years. Who knows? But eventually, even as they get better with technology like the volume and, ma- and get to make the shows for cheaper, they can still put bigger budgets and throw it at other things, like maybe bigger stars or just make a bigger volume. Who knows? But I mean, this, this is just the start. <laughs> it's crazy yeah, to think. Exactly. So yeah, when they, when guys say I'm not going to do Disney plus or whatnot. Yeah. They'll change your mind. They'll wine and dine you. They'll show you what they can do. You'll be eating out of their hand. Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't. And right now, like actors are dying to work. Yeah, it's it's not like, uh, you know, Donald Glover, you know, he's he's it's not like he's doing any concerts. You know, like uh, it's nobody's filming like if he just Disney dropped pops an album, back up, <laughs> I think. Yeah, but if you if you can't tour the album, that, that all that is is an albatross around your neck because the, the record label is going to want their money. Mm hmm. So I don't know. Anyways, I just I, I don't think there's a huge it's not the 80s anymore. Like, you know, like, oh, I'm in movies now. I don't do TV. Like no. that doesn't exist. Like the stink of that. If 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 there's any of that kind of thing left, it's it's fizzling away quickly. I mean, and Netflix killed that already. Right. I mean, there's been so much good Netflix TV over the last five, six years. That line of thought should have been killed long ago. Yeah, but it's more like from the streaming services. It's not like your ABCs and your NBCs that are attracting the star power, you know? No, I mean, they, 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 they still play by network rules. And that's why they're having so much... They're, they're struggling and they're, they're creating their own services. They have to. I mean, they're getting killed by Amazon and Netflix and Disney Plus. And now Apple's got one up and running. HBO Max is, is going. Yeah, I have the Apple one now. Apple Apple TV Plus, and it's crazy. Uh, I mean, they've got they've got a couple of new like flagship TV shows. 
and they yeah, get all headlined by big, huge it. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. I'm really looking forward to being able to actually sit down and browse through. Like, I just bought a new Apple TV, and um, they give you a year free when you buy a new Apple product. Whoa, like they're cool. they're they're going big. They to have get people to people onto the service. Yeah, they have to. I mean, everybody. And it's everybody. quality stuff. Like it's. I think is Google doing it too. Through YouTube. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know about that one. But it just goes to show, like, everybody's got a, got a service. And, you know, I, I don't have subscriptions to all of them. But all of these, like, it, it's the golden age of these types of TV shows. The best content that's ever been is happening now. And of course, there's some lemons in the mix. But, man, you go down the list of great TV that's come out in the last 10 years. Most of it's, I got I, I to imagine, has, has been on a streaming service. After my heart attack, cash from Active Care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from Active Care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is Active Care? Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So, get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Anyway, Moving away from that, we're going to jump into the big announcement from last week, guys. Happened to, it's, it's old news now, but we haven't really got, we hadn't have, haven't had a chance to speak about it. But last Monday, we got the announcement that the Bad Batch show is a real thing. Wow! And maybe the you know maybe them getting a full arc in season seven should have been the signal that more is coming. But it's 2021. That's when we're going to get that full season of of the Bad Batch. And we got to give a congrats to Noah and Corey of Kessel Run Transmissions for the scoop weeks ago when we really dug into this story and, and thought, well, I don't know, you got to sell me on this. And last week, Carlos, you and I were, we were begging. We're like, we need new Star Wars stories. <laughs> and they're coming, whether we like the idea or not. Um, ha- having had a week to sit on this, because I, I know our, our initial takes were sort of lukewarm. Having a week to sit on it, how do you feel now? Uh, I, I I think my my take is still lukewarm. Uh, I still the 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 uh, les craintes. What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, man. Use it the things the that I would the, the the things I was <laughs> the, the hangups. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the, the the things that bugged me about it before being confirmed are the same things that bug me now. Um. I'm not that that much of an optimist until I get a synopsis of the show. Like, I don't want a freak of the week. <laughs> well, I have the synopsis if, if you'd like me to read it. 
Sure, go for it. All right, the series follows the elite and experimental clones of the Bad Batch, first introduced in the Clone Wars, as they find their way in a rapidly changing galaxy in the immediate aftermath of the Clone War. Members of the Bad Batch, a unique squad of clones who vary genetically from their brothers in the clone army, each possess a singular exceptional skill which makes them extraordinarily effective soldiers and a formidable crew. In the post-Clone War era, they will take on daring mercenary missions as they struggle to stay afloat and find new purpose. So not a ton to go on, but that last sentence is where it's at. Corey, yeah. what, what was your take, Corey? Or Carlos, you want to finish up with your, with your thought? No, I was just going to say, like, uh, I meant, like, show synopsis, you know? Like, that's just like a series oh, yeah, overview. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, I read that. But, um, yeah, it still doesn't... Um, it's not overly know. descriptive. No, and it's it's kind of leaning towards that, uh, oh, what shenanigans are we going to get into this week? And that's not what I want. But they're not making it for me, so... It is what it is. Corey. We didn't hear from you last week, Corey. What, uh, what's your take? Uh, I'm not, I'm not surprised to be honest. I think I actually said it when they first came out on the show that, that I wouldn't be surprised if they got a show and everyone was like, Oh, I see more like an IDW comic yeah, or something like thought, that. You know, I, I thought comic books for sure. Anyway, I, I kind of saw this coming. So not really surprised about it. I was kind of the same as you guys, similar to a lot of fandom, actually, in the sense that I was kind of just like, meh. Like, yeah, I'm excited for it, I guess. But, like, I don't want that that TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles of Star Wars. That's what they kind of reminded me of, you know. But as the weeks progressed, I'm a little more gung-ho at this point. I think there's a lot of positives to take away from it. It's a crew story. Like, the Ghost Crew, I, I was pretty uh, pretty big on that. So th there's something there to be said. I'm kind of on the same page with what Carlos just said, and I don't want it to be a week by week, like, um, you know, heroism thing where it's like, what kind of trouble are we going to get into this week? Like, I want the show to have an end game. You know, like, it's got to have a beginning, middle, and end. Like, there's got to be a point to the entire series, and I don't just want it to be, like, a bunch of guys doing these these missions, these mercenary missions, like, helping people uh, like the a team we've saw that going around the a team of the star wars universe episode by episode i mean it could be cool but at the same time i want there to be a point to the entire series well you know, by, you know what's by funny? the time it's finished what's funny is that we were talking about this and and i think we're all on the same page more or less that we uh, i don't want this just to be a you know adventure of the week kind of thing but yet we were just talking about Solo and it's like, yeah, let's see what kind of trouble he can get into. That's great stuff. I'd pay money for that. And it's like, it's the same thing. I mean, we could watch the clones get into trouble week after week, but we don't want that. And it's, it's Yeah, but Han Solo, like who takes a better punch than Han Solo? And it's, it's like animated it's character versus profile. live action too. No, and yeah, a lot of it is attachment to the character. For sure. We were just introduced to these guys, too. It's like, that's what I really felt like they were almost cramming them down our throat. Like, here they are. They're here to stay. But again, I, I really love the team. I thought they were super cool. And in, this is definitely a positive way to look at it. Definitely getting toys. Definitely getting toys oh now, for, God, sure. Yeah, for sure. The merch is going to sell so well for this, one way or the other. Yeah, so anyway, the, 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 the timeline, too, of where what period they're going to dabble in 
is really interesting. Like I've always wanted to kind of explore that part of the timeline. We haven't gotten too much of it. You know, we can really get into the aftermath of Order 66 and whatnot. You can get uh, Rex and maybe Ahsoka, Wolf and Gregor in there. They're all going to be there. I mean, I, I, that's already been sort of reported on, that those characters will be a part of this, especially Rex and Ahsoka, but I didn't need a report to <laughs> to bring that up. Those two will be in this show for sure. We And we talked about that when we first kicked this rumor around. Like, in my head, Rex and Ahsoka are going to be looking for refuge you know, after after season seven of Clone Wars and Rex is going to go, oh, I know a bunch of guys. They can help me. I think these guys might be able to help. And I'm, I'm sure that'll be something that they write into the series. Anyway, again, when we, when we spoke about this way back, we, we, you know, we talked about the potential of them having those chips in their head, whether they were functioning chips or not, whether they took part in Order 66, are they still a part of the Empire? Are they, do they branch off onto their own and now we know like they are mercenaries and the a-team is that that name that's going to kind of resonate through star wars fandom for the next little while but maybe you know and Corey, you were talking about it like we were all kind of talking about it like just adventure of the week kind of thing yeah but let's get some depth to the story you know let, let's, let's let's there should be a point to the show and I, of course there will be I mean, Dave yeah, I think we'll get there eventually. I think they're going to set up things in the first four or five episodes, maybe, but we'll get there. There's going to be an over Absolutely. overlying there, arc. There, yeah, I mean, I, Dave Filoni is the executive producer, and I don't know what that means for his involvement in the show, but it's going to have. There's going to be a point. There's going to be a thematic thematic resonance throughout the show. It's there's Star Wars never really does the generic action adventure thing outside of solo and even that you can resonate you can you can reason that no this is backstory on a character that we love so just the generic meaningless adventure never happens in star wars and, well, and the same goes for this too the same thing we just said with solo uh, solo like i have full faith in the story group that there's no uh, reason for me to be so like anxious about this show like or like worried about it like, you know, they've proven me time and time again that they know what they're doing. And uh, I, I'm I'm more excited than I was anyhow a week ago. Yeah. I mean, I, I warmed to it over the week, course of the week. This show, I mean, if this, I think this show could be, if it ends up being terrible, and I don't think it will be, but even if it was in theory a terrible show, I don't think it's going to be the type of show that will fundamentally destroy Star Wars. It'll just be a show that misses the mark and it played in the part of the timeline that we can just look away. <laughs> Not, nothing to see here. But what I think is interesting is having the potentially having the tables turned on these super soldiers, you know, where they're, they're struggling to survive and find that new purpose for themselves. Like, have the Empire hunting them and really make them the A-team. That was their thing, right? Like soldiers of fortune, but they were being hunted by I don't know, was it the FBI or CIA that was always hunting for the, for the A-team? You could have that where the Empire's hunting these guys and put put these guys who are usually the hunters, now put them on the run. And I think that's a cool idea. And the leader's name is Hunter. Now make him being the hunted? That's a cool little thing. I like that. There's something to play with there. Um... 
Come on, you got you got what else what else you guys got? Corey, give me something. I don't know, man. Like I said, I'm I'm excited for the show. Like uh, I just let's let's just say it again, getting back into the getting into trouble thing, like I don't want them to get like too hardcore into their powers, maybe, you know what I mean? Like like they kind of stress that in the synopsis. You know, they're each very skilled in their individualized, like, uh, abilities. Like, I, I don't want a, a superhero, like, strength. Like, Wrecker was right on the on the borderline there, you know I mean, what I mean? No, their powers are, are dumb. They're, they're absurd. But we're past that. Yeah. I don't know. Again, like, I, I want the, I wanted to be... The, the core of it sounds good to the, the family part of it, the crew. You know, again, Rebels had it in spades. I was really big into that. I think they can make that a big part of this show, too, that this unit is a family. So I think I that's mean, a, a big part of Star Wars. Yeah, they're all brothers, but they're, they're, they're tighter almost than even most clones. You know, they're different. They know that they're kind of like abominations almost. It could deal with that, too. Like, that's something that's that could be potentially rich thematically, where these guys... You could play with the idea that they were re- rejected by the empire that created them. And what's wrong with us, man? We're we're people too. You you could pl- you could pull on that string. But they I th- didn't even give us a chip, man. <laughs> Maybe you know, you know how many Jedi we could have taken out had they just given us a chip. But okay, so here, here this is something that we'll see. So Star Wars always puts the protagonist eventually in the uh, the position of doing what's right or what's necessary. So I would bet anything by the end of this show, these mercenaries will see that light and they end up fighting for a greater good. I, I will put money down on that right now. And I, I don't know if that means leading them to, to the rebellion, but for sure at some point, these guys are going to put aside the mercenary st- stuff and just say, uh, we our our bigger purpose is to fight tyranny. Yeah, I don't, I don't want it to be only as simple as the end goal being of the series for them to kind of get Gregor, Wolf, and Rex in hiding. You know what I mean? No, I mean yeah, that, that could be a just, part of it. That's part of it. That can't be the whole point of it. Yeah, I mean, eventually there's there's gonna have to be the the point of the show. Anyway, uh, this guys, this might shock you, but uh, Dave Hackerson had some great thoughts on what oh makes boy. him excited. You ready? Wait, 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 before 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 you go any further, I have to say, I listened back to the episode. Dave and uh, Darth Newman, they crushed it last week, man. The questions were, or the comments, I w- are probably better said were amazing and it really really got me like oh it, i think my, re- my reaction on the show was like <laughs> like utter shock and uh oh man just like top quality stuff man yep really good those were two top drawer comments that really made the discussion special for sure uh so dave as he's making quite the habit for himself uh cool thoughts on what makes him excited about this show so he said the phrase that caught my attention here was find new purpose. This is this is an idea that I have explored in my own headcanon about the clones in the early days of the Empire, and I really hope they use the Bad Batch as a vehicle for exploring this quest for purpose all clones surely craved. Craved? 
maybe craved. How did the empire effectively retire hundreds of troops and integrate them within society, such as the GI Bill akin to what the U.S. rolled out post-World War II? Did many of the clones want to continue serving in the Empire? Did some come to feel regret over betraying the Jedi? Each of these questions connects to this idea of finding purpose and attempting to paint an answer to to them would provide great jump-off points for storytelling. Given the rapport Rex developed with the Bad Batch and the fact that Echo joined them, I can bet we'll see Captain Rex in the series. I'm wondering if Echo had his chip removed when he was a captive to the Techno Union. There are still so many unknowns about the Bad Batch as well. I wouldn't be surprised if their chips were defective as well, given the, the special qualities they developed. All told, I believe there is plenty of material to work with to craft a series. If Boba Fett, who had a mere eight minutes, if that, of screen time in the OT can spawn a wealth of literature, albeit most relegated to legends, then I think they can do even more with four characters that we got to know much more about over the course of four episodes over and out from this clone aficionado. I'm, uh, I'm not at all shocked that Dave, Dave added another great comment. Uh, and yep. I'm not, I'm not surprised that he's stoked for this. Like he's a big clone guy and I've, I've kind of drafted in behind him a little bit. Like he's, he's rubbed off on me like enthusiasm for clones and how, how actually interesting they can be. So I'm just I'm I don't see the 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 greatness of this series yet. I see where it could be really great, but you know they're they're going to have to prove it. They're going to have to you know, the proof is in the pudding, as they say. So that that's where I'm at with that. But uh, yeah, Dave, killer comment again. Um. So yeah, I I think Carlos, when when this news first dropped, our first knee-jerk reaction could have been or probably was like ah could we have something new outside the confines of the skywalker saga i pretty much yeah i don't i don't know when we're gonna get that really outside of high republic but i i I guess i was kind of hoping for it in this era like i would love to see the the animation department go somewhere unexplored because I feel like they could do a killer job of it. But we're going to have to be a little more patient. Yeah. Oh, well. Too, too patient. <laughs> yeah, too when patient. Is re- did, did, did they give us a release date? No, 2021. I don't know if it's early or late or whatever, but um, yeah, 2021. And maybe we'll learn more about it in the month to come. Celebration would have been next month will there be more news about the series then i doubt there i doubt there's a trailer available but maybe they've got some images or concept art to show us something just to give us a little flavor of what's what's to come that's i'm sure that's around the corner my guess is uh probably february 2021 yeah they're they're gonna mirror what they did with mandalorian and uh clone war season seven they're gonna drop Mandalorian in October. Uh, what is it? Eight episodes? Ten episodes? Yeah, if they or keep if, if they keep it the same, yeah. I think uh, so, yeah, you know, season one was before eight the episodes. Ho- before before the holidays, and then Clone Wars after the holidays. Oh, that makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. I would hope it's before, to be honest. 
just to tide us over. Before we got what? nothing in the pipeline after Mando season two. Yeah, nothing else is really filmed. I don't think. I mean, we've got that show, uh, the uh, the yeah, the Bad Batch show. That's I, I got to imagine that's early twenty twenty one as well. Beyond that, I don't know, man. I don't know what season three of Mandalorian is probably going to be the next or could be the next thing. Cassie and Andor. Like there's going to be, yeah, there's gonna, at one point there's going to be a log jam of content. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With like the Marvel stuff as well. Yeah. I think well, they Falcon said, and Winter Soldier already got pushed back. Yeah. Damn it. That's the one thing I really was looking forward to for Marvel. Delayed. Yeah. Oh, well, what are you going to do? But like you said, Corey, if anything, the merch is going to sell super, super well for this in whatever format it comes in. If, if it's five inch figures, three and three quarter figures, if they bring that back. Black series. Black, Black series. series, man. Absolutely. Those those will sell super well. As, it'll, it'll be nuts. All right, gang, that's going to do it for this week. They actually gave us some news talk about. Remember when we when we were afraid that 2020 would be news free and we'd have nothing to discuss, and yet we're filling entire episodes with it. <laughs> yep, that's yeah, good. For sure, we knew we were going to get some info with like celebration, you know. And that's coming. I mean, that, I that, think this was meant that, for that. The bad oh, batch yeah. was meant for that. That this all this. I mean, uh, the uh, Anakin stuff. That was probably going to be revealed at celebration. Now I think I think the word is that will happen <clears throat> next year once they start filming. This was going to be celebration announcement as well. So yeah, I mean losing celebration is you know, it's just going to mean that instead of getting a, a deluge of of news, it's just going to be peppered throughout the rest of the year. Even though I'm sure in a month from now, when we, we do get that weekend in late August where celebration would have been, it will still have a bunch of news that's going to keep us busy for a while. But um, for next week, we've got uh, Marie and Nathan coming back. We're going to talk about San Diego Comic-Con Lucasfilms or Star Wars publishing has a panel going on at San Diego Comic-Con at home. So we'll be back to discuss that next week. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. We'll get real excited about stuff that's going to be coming later in the future. Uh, Before we wrap up, I want to thank, our newest powerful friend, Ian Hart. Woo-woo, Ian. Thanks. Thank you, sir. And I got Dave's going to get a commission check. <laughs> he, <laughs> he's like, yeah, man, I, I heard Dave's comment. Uh, and that inspired me to become a powerful friend. So I, I, I got I to gotta cut Dave a little commission check. And that, that'll probably get to Dave in Japan somewhere around Christmas. <laughs> but I appreciate both you guys and the contributions you make, not only to the pod, uh, but to the Facebook group, you guys are two of the people that help keep the, the wheels turning there. Uh, so please continue doing so. And thanks for your support. Love it. Love the interactions. Love everything about this galaxy far, far away that keeps us so entertained. Uh, but that will wrap up this week's episode. Thank you guys all for listening. Um, like I said, San Diego Comic-Con next week. That's going to be fun. Uh, but if you guys want to be part of the podcast, you can send your questions, your comments, your thoughts to tumblingsaber at gmail.com. Uh, and if you can, if you want to, if you're feeling crazy, you want to help us out, there's a bunch of ways to do that. Uh, first of all, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Uh, share it with your friends. I mean, you definitely have a friend somewhere that isn't listening to this podcast or any Star Wars podcast. 
share this with them. Um, leave us a review on any of those platforms and we'll read those on the podcast. Just, just let us know you did it. Uh, and then you can, if you're feeling real crazy, really crazy, you can go visit patreon.com slash tumbling saber and you can consider becoming a powerful friend. You'll get all kinds of extra audio this or every, almost every week. And uh, this week's no exception. <laughs> Me and Nathan sat down and we cranked out a king-sized episode of Luminous Beings. That's coming to our powerful Jedi late this week, Thursday this week. So you can look forward to that. Uh, and we'd be really grateful for your support. So uh, shout out to Rob Wade for endorsing this episode and all episodes of Tumbling Saber as part of the E14 endorsement program. You can learn more about that at Emotionally14.com. And be sure to check out our pals at the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. You can find our home base on Apple Podcasts. We're there as a podcast provider, so all our linked shows are all tied together up there. Uh, you can find us also on Facebook and on Twitter. And uh, that's going to do it, guys. Carlos, everything's out of the way, man. So just tell us where we can find you on social. You can find me at the funny Carlos or at C Candido music on Twitter and Instagram and at Carlos Over to you, Corey. You know it guys. You're going to hit me up at chop rules with the Z on the Twitter machine. And uh, that's about it. Awesome. You can come join us in our Facebook group where we keep, uh, keep things tight and we like to have fun in there and post all the news and make fun of each other. It's, it's a great time. <laughs> come join it. Come join the tumbling saber Facebook book group not the page that's almost dead it's still there you can like it if you like but the group is where it's at we're all of us in there discussing star wars uh, otherwise you'll find me on twitter and instagram at tumbling saber on both and i'd love to connect with you there too and that's going to do it for this week everybody thank you so much for listening hope you enjoyed this news heavy episode of the podcast but we'll talk to you again real soon with news from san diego and until then everybody have a great week and may the force be with you Static draws me closer to your place Willing me through my dreams fall away Signs blindly to the lines on your face Beating strong Drifting, not relive this dream over and over and over again. Please don't leave my heart broken, bleeding. Don't believe it. breathing if only to see you next to me sleeping soundly smiling not really this dream over and over
and find the strength that you gave. Those walls you build is all for me and I become the man I want to be your love and your own please don't leave my heart broken and bleeding now you're running now you're running After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get active care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, My Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com.